Talk of the Thrones. Thrones. The Ringer's instant reaction show for all things Ice and Fire is back. Now as a pod. To cover the new Game of Thrones spinoff, House of the Dragon. Every Sunday night, the Ringerverse, Chris Ryan, that's me. Joanna Robinson. And I, Mallory Rubin, will be breaking down the latest episode. Sharing our thoughts on all the schemes and plots. Uh, schemes and plots are the same thing. Dragons. And incest. Hey, it's a Game of Thrones show. So boot up your favorite podcast player and head to the Dragon Pit. Because fire and pods will rain. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. And welcome to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying, and today we are talking about apples. But first, in somewhat podcast-related news, I just read this very afternoon that a judge in Baltimore has overturned the conviction of one Adnan Syed. Crazy news. Adnan's case, as you probably or possibly know, first came to national recognition in Sarah Koenig's first season of Serial. And I bring this up because as a fellow podcaster, I am just so amazed to see the power of these shows to produce real world results. And so in that spirit, I just want to say here on the record on Recipe Club with God and all of you wedgies as my witnesses that I believe the red delicious apple is the worst of all apples and should be removed from store shelves. The red delicious came to prominence in this country through profiling. And all you have to do is look at any kindergarten classroom in America and you'll see what I'm talking about. Right there on the wall, under the letter A, you will inevitably see a picture of a big red delicious capital A apple thus cementing for all of our impressionable youth that apples are red. And given that the red delicious is as red as red can be, ipso facto, the red delicious is the platonic ideal of an apple. I get it. It's got an amazing name. It comes with a certain promise that you don't get with Gravenstein or an Arlington Pippin, but there are literally thousands of better apple varietals out there. Most of these apples out there are more beautiful, more crisp, more tart, more fragrant, more complex than the Red Delicious. But I know you already know that. You've all got your favorite apple varietals. My point is that the Red Delicious has been wrongfully anointed as the American apple. Now, to be fair to the Red Delicious... My understanding is that it was not always this flavorless red ball of wax that we see at grocery stores today. At one point, the internet tells me it lived up to its name. It was genuinely delicious. You can read articles in the New York Times or the Atlantic about how the red delicious took over the country 
after this Iowa farmer named Jesse Hyatt found a mutant growing in his field and eventually won this big nursery-sponsored contest that was looking for apple varietals that could unseat the reigning champion, which was called the Ben Davis. And supposedly, the Red Delicious was a hell of an apple. It was crisp and sweet and decorated with beautiful yellow striations in addition to the signature red skin. But as the Red Delicious grew in popularity, breeders started selecting for more and more red apples, pure red apples, no more of the yellow striations. And they wanted apples that had longer shelf lives. And this effectively doomed the apple because breeding for these certain physical characteristics breeded against flavor and deliciousness. And what you ended up with was no longer the red delicious. You got this red, mealy, watery, flavorless ball of nothingness. My point is not everything in apples is what it seems. Sarah Koenig, I await your call. Uh, In the meantime, we have an actual apple recipe this week to cook. Listener Aaron Miller sent in a recipe for uh, Mountain Dew apple dumplings, which obviously John DeBerry gravitated toward and selected over many other apple recipes that have been submitted for the first time this season. This is not a recipe that a listener created. This is not a listener-generated recipe. Aaron sent in this recipe, and she is cooking from the Pioneer Woman playbook. But she swears that this is more delightful and wonderful than it sounds and that it's worth bending or breaking the rules for here. We're going to hear from Aaron in just a moment. But first, one more announcement that I think you'll be interested in. Voting is now open for the Recipe Club Season 2 Recipe of the Year. You have to sign up for the Major Domo Media Discord. This is where all the voting will take place. I promise it's not intimidating. You just go to MajorDomoMedia.com. You'll find a link to the Discord. You will find all of the episodes listed in chronological order on a channel in the Discord. You'll see the link to the recipe. And all you have to do, once you've cooked that recipe, you just emoji react to each recipe you've cooked. And the recipe that is cooked by the most listeners this season will be the winner. And the person who submitted that recipe will win a prize that we will announce later. And the wedgie, Brian, Rachel, Priya, or John, who chose that recipe will be crowned champion of Recipe Club Season 2. So, again, voting is only open via Discord. We've got six or seven weeks left for you to be cooking. Get on there. Let us know what you've been cooking. Join the conversation in the Recipe Club Clubhouse as well and cast your votes. It's all going to be honor system because if there's one thing I know about Recipe Club fans is that you're obsessed with honor. Here's my conversation with Aaron. Stick around afterward to hear how John DeBerry, Rachel Kong, and I did cooking this bad mamma jamma. Tell me your name and tell me the recipe that you have brought for our uh, consideration. So my name is Erin, and I have brought the somewhat or very shameful Pioneer Woman's Apple Dumplings. Kind of embarrassing to be tagged uh, with this one, but I promise the results are are good. Uh, nothing to be embarrassed about. Come on, fly that fly that pioneer flag proud. Uh, you've you've stepped away from your work to do this ridiculous thing and talk about apple dumplings. So, what are you doing at the hospital when you're not bathing apples in in soda? <laughs> um, so, I'm a director of labor relations, um, and I'm a lawyer in the human resources department. Okay. You're an extremely qualified, professional, individual uh, mother, and you have brought me a doozy here. And I will admit to you, Aaron, your submission caused a little bit of uh, a stir because unlike the other recipes we've done this season, this is not a an original of yours. You have directed us to the Pioneer Woman's recipe. Sell us on this recipe as being worthy of breaking the general rule we've had this season of only sort of fan originated recipes. What makes this one special? Well, like to be honest, a rule breaker is not my, not my usual thing. Um, (laughs) It's very easy. Um, I know there's at least one person on your podcast who likes very fast, easy recipes. Uh, And, and I thought it'd be kind of funny to be honest with you. Um, But yeah, no, it's obviously not a, a deep family recipe of mine. I mean, 
it doesn't seem super dissimilar from something my family would come up with, full disclosure. Um, but I, I, the other thing that's really great about it too, I guess, is that it's surprisingly delicious. Like I remember the first time I made it, you're sort of like, oh, what the hell is this? Like Mountain Dew, why? Um, you know, Mountain Dew in Canada is very characteristically American. So I thought it might be an entertaining thing to make. And I remember when the results came out, I was quite shocked by how good it was. I mean, you, you know, anything with butter and this much sugar and pop and cinnamon isn't going to be terrible, but, um, but it was surprising. So of these ingredients, of the main ingredients, I'll say are apples, crescent rolls, and Mountain Dew. Which of these three main ingredients plays the biggest role in your your day-to-day eating life? Uh, I would say apples. I, I don't, probably the only time... I've had Mountain Dew, full disclosures, when making this recipe. Um, <laughs> crescent rolls are something my mom, as I said, my my mother was not super well known for being an amazing chef. Crescent rolls were frequently on the table. I'm not a fan, like, at all of them on their own. Um, so it was kind of interesting to put them in this recipe and see how they go. But, yeah, like, these aren't normally, again, aside from apples, aren't normally things I eat. And I'm not a huge apple fan either. Um, I listened to the podcast where uh, John Berry was talking about how he's not an apple person. I'm not huge either. Um, mealy apples, very gross. But I think if you cook an apple right, in my view, it's still, it's like essentially mush. Like I don't want any apple texture. I want it to taste sort of like sweet and have like, you know, the flavor of apples. Um, and this recipe sort of achieves that, you know, texture maybe is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is. You're looking this, for, you're this. looking for like kind of apple slime. Like that's kind of what you're looking for. Like just essence of apples. I'm not personally looking for apple slime, but maybe you and John DeBerry are looking for that. I, I, okay. So this is. <laughs> This might be a perfect recipe from one uh, apple non-lover to an apple hater. This is the recipe for you. If you're out there, you've tuned into this recipe club episode because you're like, well, I hate apples, but let's see where this goes. Good news. Nobody on this podcast likes apples. <laughs> uh, how often have you, how many times have you had this dish? You seem like you're, you're in decent health. You probably haven't had it that many times. <laughs> Not that many times, like four or five times, maybe. It's a fun thing to make when people come over. I would say eat it hot. I feel like this would be very gross, like sort of reheated or cold. The fun thing about it is you can kind of prep it all and then pop it in the oven while people are having dinner. And then it comes out as like, like a hot, like kind of really delicious thing you can serve with ice cream. Just something really easy too, right? Like this doesn't take long to put together. And then again, you can just kind of pour all the crap on it last minute. Like, or I should say, you know, well, you know, well sought out ingredients. Like, I don't know, like everything about this is kind of gross, no, but it is okay. good. <laughs> I'm really trying to temper your expectations in terms of what no, you're looking at No, it's okay. I, I, uh, I made this last night as a matter of fact. Did you um, actually? I did. I made this last night. It is, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of every, lot. every in every single uh, way. It's a lot. Um, where do you think the recipe club wedgies might be careful here? Is there any, are there anything, any steps in here, any potential pitfalls, any obstacles to success with this recipe? Um, I would say make sure you, I mean, this, again, this is coming from someone who hates a hard apple, like cook it until it's done. Like I would poke into the dumpling with a knife to make sure that apple's not firm. Cause there's like, to me, there's nothing worse than a firm apple in a dessert. And I don't know if that's a real thing or just a me thing. Um, but you just, you've got to make sure the apple's soft. You don't have to go full slime, but make sure it's kind of soft. And then the other piece I would say, <laughs> I feel like this bodes really well, how much you're laughing at me. The other thing I would say is um, like, make sure the top is kind of crisp, right? Like you want to make sure it's well done. Like I think undercooking this would be extremely gross. Like you're not looking for the whole dish to be very slimy or anything like that. You want it to be kind of crisp on top, like pretty, I would say dark brown. And then you want that apple to be cooked fully through. Those would be my legitimate tips for this recipe. Okay. So we will put this through the recipe club hopper, see if we can end up with crispy top and come up short of full slime. <laughs> yeah, don't go full slime. <laughs> okay, we'll try our very best not to go full slime on this one. Uh, Aaron, thank you very much for sending this in. This was definitely fun. It's definitely uh, completely bonkers. Man. Yeah, that's why I like it. <laughs> oh, and Sprite and 7-Up will work, I think, as well as Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, at least when I started making this, was really hard to find in Canada. And so Sprite and 7-Up are like a perfectly fine substitution if need be. You can't find Mountain Dew. Seven up will do just fine. Okay, that's a good that's a good tip. This recipe is insane. Welcome back to Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. This week, we explore the final permutation of Recipe Club, I believe. <laughs> this is it. This is the last possible combination. John DeBerry. Oh, yeah. Rachel yeah. Kong, myself. This is it. We did it. Rachel's, yeah. you've, I think you, you have both 
done recipe clubs with all of the other wedgies, I believe, at this point, right? But this is, yeah, this is the this ultimate. This is our first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first time. I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> you were legitimately, you were, you you swooned over email when you found out this was a you I have such a friend crush on you, Rachel. Oh, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> not you, Chris. Not you. I was going to say, nobody has a shit about You're this You're not part guy. of this. <laughs> Uh, and we've gathered for a doozy. We're doing apples. We got lots to talk about here today, you two. But what have you guys been eating? Any any notable meals that you've cooked or eaten out in the world? Anything, JDB? Uh, I just ate a watermelon, so there's that. Oh. I'm taking advantage of the late summer timing that we have. When you say you ate a watermelon, did you eat a whole watermelon? I'm on my first quarter, but they will. They'll. It'll all go by the end of the day today, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even putting it away. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to get like, I'm not going to fool myself. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this whole thing anyway. Uh, what about you, Rachie? Eating anything interesting or terrible lately? I feel like I should get a watermelon now. I feel very uh, influenced by John. Um, <laughs> I guess I've been eating a lot of tomatoes because uh, we picked up like a big order of dry farmed early girl tomatoes from Marikita Farm nearby. And like I've been eating them raw over the sink because it's, mm-hmm. there's too many. I don't even, it's, I'm panicking a little bit. Yesterday I cooked like <laughs> Tomato tomatoes panic. and I did some co- tomatoes, butter, Calabrian chili and uh, fish. And that was really good. Ooh. But yeah, mostly just like raw over the sink. Do you, <laughs> do you, I feel like Rachel, you're the type of person who's going to like buy a flat of tomatoes and manage to get through it. Like come hell or high water. Like you're going to eat them over the sink if you have to, like you won't let them go bad. Yeah, I, I can't, I have to, like, it's my mission. I mean, my husband is also taking it very seriously, but we're both like, we're like, how many have you eaten today? <laughs> That's not enough. It's, do you have a little like uh, check marks like on the refrigerator? Like, I, should, stickers? I should, yeah, I should have a star system. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Each each tomato should have an NFT attached to it, and then you can <laughs> register it on the blockchain as to who ate that tomato. I can't even comprehend. John that so sad <laughs> <laughs> that I brought it to the NFT world. Sorry, guys. Chris, what have you eaten? What lately? have I been eating? Good question. Yeah. I'm like halfway moved into my house, and so I don't know where half the ingredients are. So I'm like, I'm living this half life. Like everything I eat is fifty percent as good as it should be. If I like, Aww. I knew where all of my <laughs> ingredients were. Like, like the, what's an example? Like, what were you uh, missing? Oh, here's an example. The other day, I was like, I'm gonna try to do a simple dinner. I'm just gonna do. We'll do like Chinese noodles. Like they're they're called like oil noodles, like dry noodles, and I'll just cook them until like they're a little bit softer than they should be, and then toss them with oyster sauce, and like the kids will eat that with whatever else I put on top. And uh, I, I intended to make that. And I boiled the noodles and I reached into the cabinet to find my oyster sauce and found nothing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, hoisin sauce, I guess, oh, is no. like close-ish. Mm. And I like put it on there and it was gross as expected. <laughs> like it was not, it was not good. <laughs> it was not a delicious meal. Like it was supposed to be something good. And instead it was like this Frankenstein creation that my kids didn't eat. So like every single meal has been that, has been, oh, I can make this. Oh, wait. I can't make this because I don't have anything. So it's been that. And Dave Chang came and dropped off a bag of pluots the other day. So I've got my own mm. mount, oh. my own produce mountain to climb. Does he have a tree? He does not. He just, I think he he's Could like still imagine? in that honeymoon phase of like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave Chang has a he's, he's been, tree. He's been busy canning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He brought me over some jams, yeah. some conservas. Some no, I was like trying to... I, I do have, so like, you know, I'm scaling the produce mountain, but I have like these like voracious children who are just like stone fruit monsters. Like if you mm-hmm. leave them out, they just like Tasmanian devil, those things. So they ate through most of them, but that's, that's basically what's been happening in my world. But I've been, we've eaten some good restaurant meals. We, uh, you know, it's not just kebabs here in the, my, my neck of the woods. There's other things. I feel like it's a little sad that we, I mean, not to get into it already, but that we made this apple dessert when peaches are available and nectarines are available (laughs) yeah i tried to i tried to hold off on apples to as late as possible so this is you're you're not an apple man i'm not an apple man all right let's get into that because okay as as we as we know this season we are dedicating each episode to one recipe submitted by a listener and uh this recipe 
is an apple recipe. You chose this, John, I during did. the draft episode, maybe last. Did you choose apples last? I don't know. I like to inflict like things on myself mm-hmm. for, for fun this. and to like to challenge <laughs> myself because I hate apples. So I'm like, well, why don't I just like try to learn how to love apples? So I might have chosen it early. This is very easily verifiable by listening to the episode, but it, my <laughs> recollection is it might have been towards the middle, not the last. I think my last was spirits, actually, then the next one. <laughs> so, which when you really think about it, is one of the most interesting draft strategies in the world. <laughs> Just like let me choose when everything is available, let me choose the thing I like least. And then when there's nothing left, I'll choose the thing I'm probably best at. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, John. There you I go. love it. <laughs> That's me. It's a winning strategy. Uh would you characterize it as like a dislike of apples or just a, a indifference to apples? What, what are we talking about here? So some people on Discord were asking me, like, maybe you're allergic to apples because you kind of have a weird reaction to them. And I'm like, no, I'm not allergic to apples, but I actually am allergic to other things that give me a contact allergy. So there are, I do know what that's like, but it's more just like, I feel like there's something in like the pectin or like the acidity of mm-hmm. apples where after I eat it, I'm just kind of like, I just have this feeling of just like, mealiness like in what about apple juice i don't mind apple flavor or marginalities Mm. yeah i mean exactly so i don't i don't mind like the flavor it's more just like the fruit Mm -hmm. and like the yeah there's something about the false promise of an apple that just really grinds my gears the texture yeah but it even it's like the memory of the texture (laughs) (laughs) is what really does it for me The memory of the texture of apples. Can we we explore this for one second? Is Martinelli's sparkling apple juice good? Oh, I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You guys both love it. Interesting. You don't love it? I don't think I like it. it. And it has sweetness. It's like, what else? It's so delicious. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. I mean, you're talking to a guy who picked a Mountain Dew. Pastry yeah. recipe. Oh just my now. god, we you have know? to get into this. <laughs> How could I possibly dislike? Yeah, I guess like I mean, soda pop isn't my thing. I don't. I just didn't get the Martinelli's apple juice thing. Uh, when you do a Google search for apple recipes, it seems like you turn up about one point. This is one. This is a, a billion recipe topic, guys. This is a one point four billion results on Google. I have some fun apple facts. You guys want to go through some? some apple Hell facts? yeah. <laughs> An apple a day. I love the apple bag. Yeah, I'll start I love with that. that. One. Yeah, this is the best one. So the the expression "an apple a day keeps the doctor away" evidently was originally a Welsh expression that read, "Eat an apple on going to bed, and you'll keep the doctor from earning his bread." <laughs> Which I mean, I I don't know, Rachel. That's you're, pretty good. You are Does it rhyme novelist? in Welsh as well? Uh, that was in Welsh. Oh. That was me reading Welsh. You're just. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's just my translator just got it already. Okay, yeah. perfect. Rachel, what do you think as a turn of phrase? Is that better or worse in its original form? I mean, obviously it's it's distilled maybe to its essence. So I would say, you know, as a minimalist, I, I like that. I like when there's no extraneous words, but... Right. We got like a Hemingway and a Dickens version here, right? <laughs> it kind of seems cruel though. Like it makes it seem extra like it's vicious. Spiteful. Yeah, it's spiteful. The Welsh one, it's like... Like what did a doctor, the doctor do to you? doesn't need to eat if you're eating his eating an apple. You know, like what about the doctor's family? Like it just right. makes it, I think, so much ruder. Right. As opposed to like the, the form we know is more about like, oh, you won't have to go to the doctor if you eat yeah. an apple, you'll stay healthy. But this reminds us that the, the doctor has a family too. <laughs> like, did they have for profit healthcare in ancient Wales? Is that is that is that where they got this? I mean, they probably had the exact same healthcare system as us, basically, is what it's saying. And they're just like, let's not help these oh, these doctors. Uh apples are originally from Central Asia. Yay, Central Asia. Even though they're like uh, as as American as as apple pie as the saying goes, I, mean, I think that's fascinating actually because I always thought that it was like Johnny Appleseed and like the yeah. apples were from the New World and that they were really super bitter and edible and then one guy came along and did all the grafting and made them edible and then brought it back to the rest of the world. That's so and American. Yet again, it's another colonial fantasy. That's that a is, colonial fantasy. Yes, yeah. yeah. is Johnny yeah. Appleseed real? I think he's real, but he wasn't as like cool as they made him seem. Like Christopher <laughs> Columbus, kind of. <laughs> oh, that kind of like not cool. I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right, so fuck Johnny Appleseed. Uh, <laughs> apples are as Central Asian as apple pie. Rachel, where are you? John is John is indifferent or scared of the memory of the texture of, <laughs> of apples. <laughs> what? What? Where are you in your apple love? 
Oh, so specific for John. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like apples are a fine fruit. I don't eat them most of the year. Like, I don't think that I gravitate to an apple. Like, I'd rather eat, like, a mango. Um, But an apple fresh from a tree or in, like, the autumn, I feel like is a very beautiful thing, especially when it's just, like, so fresh and really crisp and not that mealy thing. Because I feel like most apples in the store are mealy apples, and it's really hard to... A good apple is hard to find. Yeah, I I don't really... They're not really a staple for me. Eli likes... um, Cosmic crisps. Cosmic crisp apples are one of my favorite apples. What? They're a new, a new apple. Chris can maybe say more. They yeah. are a blend of honey crisp and they're like a hybrid of honey crisp and like one other apple. I think they came around like three or four years ago. They were developed at Washington State uh, University where they have like a crazy plant breeding program. They're doing all kinds of things there. But cosmic crisps are delicious. They're super crunchy, crispy. They're like not mealy at all. They're pretty high acidity. But they're also very sweet. Like to me, it's kind of like the platonic ideal of a Fuji apple, right? Like Fujis are mm, great because they're okay. never really mealy. They're like they're yeah. always really crunchy and, and crisp and, and juicy. But like I feel like Fuji apples are just sweet and like a yes. little and like pure low baseline sweet. Where like a Cosmic Crisp is really pretty delicious. Yeah, a little tartness. But like I fucking I love apples, guys. I love all the different varietals. I love Gravenstein apples. Yeah. My, I, I used uh, my my mother-in-law grew pink pearl apples for this. Ooh, like, those I are love, cool. I love an apple. I do. And there's like so many varieties. They're not all mealy. Come on, guys. You no, guys are just not, not exploring. Yeah. My, uh, my father-in-law is like this crazy apple fiend, like is obsessed with apple pie, apple cider, apple juice. And like, <laughs> like a week ago, I was up there at, at their place and... The neighbors, the neighboring property has all these like Gravenstein apple trees. And he had gone over there and just like come back with like 300 pounds of apples. And he like <gasps> says to my mother-in-law, to his wife, he's like, oh, like I got all these apples together. We got to like do something with all these apples. I, I think the kids really want, the, the kids really want apple turnovers. My kids don't know what a fucking apple turnover <laughs> is. Like this guy just wants an apple turnover. And is Everyone's saying they want apple turnovers. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everyone's saying they want apple turnovers in the house. Like, you really got to make these. Like this guy just like loves an apple turnover. Anyway, we got a number of submissions for apple recipes. And here's where I got a little bit of a, of a bone to pick, if you will, JDB on this thing. Mm. Because the recipe you ended up choosing is from Aaron Miller. A uh, who lives in Toronto, and it is a doozy of a recipe. It's also not an original Aaron Miller recipe. So this is a recipe she uh, submitted to us that is actually a pioneer woman re-drumming recipe. Right. This will be the first recipe of the season that isn't an original fan-submitted recipe. It's giving season one. But I got to say, John, usually I say, what drew you to this recipe? Why did we pick this one instead of all the others? In this instance... My friend, some of these recipes that were submitted were like, here's a copy of my grandmother's handwritten recipe for <laughs> apple cake. Here's a picture of the pan the that she's curry. handed down to you. Yeah, there's an apple curry recipe. That was good. There's an apple noodle recipe. Yeah. Oh, there no. are some like deep, deep, deep like family heirloom recipes that came through here that were looked very beautiful. And then I know, and you picked up on this too, our producer who sent this to you, nested this one like the number last, nine on the very, list yeah very <laughs> dead last like oh mm, there's also this mountain dew recipe <laughs> i don't know if you want it but mm, it's there. but you you sniffed it out you you sniffed it out like a bloodhound for for a mountain dew hound yeah what uh justify for us and the uh the referees in this season why you this this recipe the reed drummond recipe is the one you chose for consideration I mean, I think for me, if like it's either about like the literal like recipe and like the um, analyzing the instructions that you're getting, like the Lomo Saltado, where it was like this very specific, elaborate set of instructions versus like the absurdity of like, what the hell am I even doing? Like, why am I doing this? Like, and so when I saw Mountain Dew apple dumplings, there was just like, that was it. Like, I'm sorry, there was just, there's no words in the English, like there's no combination of words in the English language that would otherwise have swayed me from that. All right. I got so how do you I never cooked with apple Mountain Dew before. And so now I have. And I, I, I thought you a were lot. gonna say I like punishing myself. Yeah. I do also. That's true. Yeah. 
ultimately, you may have chosen. I'm giving you a hard time because I do think that first, like, here's my grandmother's pan recipe was pretty beautiful. But I think you may have chosen <laughs> the most appropriate recipe for you because when I spoke to Erin, yes. she also doesn't like apples. <laughs> Whoa. As evidenced by this recipe sub- submitted, where like apples are maybe like 12th on the call sheet for, for this, this apple true. recipe. She says that she's not really a big fan of apples. She hates firm apples in a dessert. Hmm. So she wants them. She, she thinks this recipe is great because you cook them down till they're basically applesauce. She yeah. said you stop short of quote unquote cooking, going full slime. That's her words. Mm, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't cook them until it's full slime. Uh, taking all those things into consideration, JDB, you may have chosen like the most JDB recipe just by virtue of, of those factors. Exactly. Yeah. So like I said, Aaron Miller submitted this. She said this should not be as delicious as it is. The, the ingredients are so shameful. I hide them from guests when I make it. The process of making this <laughs> recipe is basically you take you take slices of apple, wrap them up in Pillsbury Crescent Rolls, put them into a casserole dish, and then completely house them with a barely mixed together uh, a solution of butter and sugar, vanilla sludge. and cinnamon sludge. It's a sludge. sludge. Uh, and then the piece de resistance you, I don't know what you do here, man. You you open a can of Mountain Dew and pour it around the side of the pan. That's what I did. <laughs> and then you bake this. You artisan bake this until the top is crispy. The crescent rolls have kind of puffed up. And this is, this is an apple dumpling recipe is what she calls this. Right. Which like is a thing, right? Apple dumplings are a thing outside of this. I mean, they were, they weren't like differentiated the way dumplings usually are. So uh-huh. they're kind of just like a, segmented casserole but it's like a dumpling in like the the sort of like chicken southern chick, yeah chicken yeah. right sense right they're just kind of like pillows of dough floating atop a sea of <laughs> butter <Yeah>. and <laughs> mountain dew sludge uh but that's how you m- make this thing pillows for john's memories dreams. <laughs> uh have either of you ever made a pioneer woman recipe before i had no idea who this person was oh, oh. yeah that's amazing because she's very well known, John. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of gaps in my knowledge, I gotta say. She's the president of the United States. So <laughs> I think you should know who Reed Drummond is, man. That's don't admit that to other people. Uh Rachel, you're familiar, but I, I imagine you haven't really cooked that many pioneer. You're, you're... I don't think I have really. Yeah, I'm familiar. I um I I kind of occasionally peek at her blog and fascination because <laughs> She has, like, I think pioneered this method of, like, blog posting where uh-huh. she takes a photo of every single step. Like, I thought that was really helpful, actually. Yeah, I think it is very helpful for many, many people who know of her, John. <laughs> um, I'm just discovering how helpful John's she is. John's like, that seems smart. More people should look, find really out about this pioneer woman lady. Yeah, it just seems like a nightmare. I mean, as a person who has to document, as right. we all do, right, has to document making these recipes and finds that somewhat of a pain. You know, like she's doing every single step, like everything, even things you're like, I know how to do that. And she's like writing little commentary for everything too so can we start with that like this is a different recipe than than the ones we've gotten obviously this season like they have ranged the, the sort of range of uh, descriptive detail in the recipes we've gotten this season have has been wide and for the most part i feel like <laughs> none of the recipes we've gotten this year have had pictures right like that's been like a, a big thing is we're just kind of flying by the seat of our yeah. pants for the most part on these recipes like every uh-huh. now and then we get a picture of the final product i had never looked at a pioneer woman recipe did you guys read all of the text of this recipe? Yes. Yeah. I was I was more charmed by her writing style than I thought I would be. Like it has like a little more it. personality than yeah. than I thought. Like she's a little cheeky. She's like it's trying to be funny. Like it's real, right? It's, it's not you like you and the rest of America, Chris. It's just me and the rest of <laughs> Rachel is on a mission to prove how we should we should all have discovered the pioneer woman earlier. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of 
the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Uh, let's talk about this actual experience here. John, this was your recipe choice. Talk us through uh, your experience with the Pioneer Woman's apple dumplings. Well, I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to work with the uh, Pillsbury Crescent Rolls too, because I don't think I've ever actually baked with them in mm. perhaps ever. Um, so I, I love the, the, the dramatic moment when you press the tube and it pops. I like have a legitimate like gasp in my video. <laughs> where I'm like, <laughs> I th- yes, same. <laughs> it only gets like, you every ah! time. <laughs> you know it's I mean, coming. You know it's coming, you but know it's, it's still coming, so terrifying. It destroys you every time. Yeah. There's like a certain sect of listeners out there who are like, these fucking idiots have never heard of the Pioneer Woman and never opened like a case of of Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Like these coastal elite motherfuckers are so out of touch with the world. We're like gasping because we opened Crescent Rolls. Fine. Fair. All right. So you were excited to work with Crescent Rolls. I was excited to work with Crescent Rolls. Yeah. For my whole like baking experience, I was like, why are we using Mountain Dew? Like I, I understand that it's like hilarious, but like what is the functional reason for using Mountain Dew? And so... I was having an existential crisis, as one does when baking, and I realized that, like, probably in addition to adding sweetness and some acidity to the end dish, and maybe some little like Maillard caramelization around the edges, I was like, if you're peeling and slicing apples, you need to put them into some sort of acid in order to be able to keep them from browning. So mm. I put the Mountain Dew in a spray bottle, and I spray my slices with Mountain Dew, and it kept them getting brown. What? So it took it took the Mountain Dew application to a new level. What? I mean, and I, so my my apple slices were very pristine as I put them into their little wraps and then put them into the. I oven. mean, I admire I admire that you, you mean instead of working fast, like did you just? Well, I peeled the apple and then I sprayed it with Mountain Dew and I put it down. And I peeled the other one, and I sprayed Mountain oh, Dew. Oh my and god! I, and I sliced it up. But you put the pieces. Mountain Dew like into an atomizer just to keep misto. it from browning. Yeah. Just to wow. see if it would work, and it did. I I admire like the that you as always, John. You're doing the yes. extra mile, finding out the experiment, <laughs> but like to keep the apples from browning, that you're going to wrap in crescent rolls and bacon Mountain Dew until they're must <laughs> in amazing. Oven. Make yeah. sure they don't brown before you wrap. I'm them just up. trying to like Dave Arnold this this shit like <laughs> as far as I can go. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was so good. The dough at the bottom of the casserole dish and the apple we kind of came sort of mm-hmm. like the same thing. And it felt like you couldn't tell the difference between the two of them, which actually for me as like, that's my issue with apples. It it, it solved the problem of like apple texture memory. <laughs> so I actually really loved it because it was like, what is this goo at the bottom of my plate? And sure <laughs> enough, I don't know what it was. And it sort of like helped me to like rejigger my sense of what apples were. It made you forget the memory of the texture of apples. Oh my god! Perfect. So you prefer this texture, this like pre-slime texture? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Slime yeah. adjacent yeah. texture. Slime All adjacent. Right. Yeah. And did you like your first experience with Pillsbury Crescents? I did. It, they puffed up so much more than I thought they were going to. I was really surprised because I thought it was just a sort of sludge with like the Mountain Dew poured on top of it, and I couldn't find twelve ounce cans, so I got these two. Like little baby, like mm-hmm. well, I got the mini the cans too. I've never seen the mini cans. Yeah, they were cans. great. They're so cute. Yeah, and so I, and so it was just this like weird sludge. I thought it was just going to be this like goo at the end of the day, and then after forty minutes in the oven at four hundred degrees in my hot apartment in August, <laughs> 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 it, it turned out really good. Like they were crusty, and you could like yeah. kind of bang the spoon on them, and it was mm-hmm. great. Did you uh, do any ice cream, whipped cream, anything? Well, I did. Yeah, I did ice cream. And then I have to say, so here's the thing. I actually did it twice. What? Once with the spritz and one without the spritz. Just, just Actually, control. yeah, I did. True. <laughs> but the second time I did it, so when I was watching the, the recipes 
the little gifts that she has on on the site, mm-hmm. and they were pouring like the butter sugar sludge on top. I thought it was cheese. <laughs> no, you did. So I bought oh, no. cheese. You cheesed what? it. You cheesed it. I cheesed it. So I I did I did I did uh, string cheese like weaved into the dumplings the second time around and it was so good wait wait wait, 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 wait. what do you mean you weaved string cheese like into- i peeled the string cheese and i put them i laced them in between the individual dumpling segments and then baked it and it was unbelievable no what what yeah so the string cheese like melted and was stringy and like yeah you got like a cheese pull effect when you like yeah uh, i tried to, I, I didn't get the cheese pull i tried to do the cheese pull did with it my brown setup uh, it melt. It sort of sank to the bottom, so it was like this sort of cheese skeleton that was underlaying everything, and it was just like, I'm sorry, Pioneer Woman, but wow. I improved on I the mean, recipe. Wow, Rachel, do you believe him? <laughs> He's for good. I mean, I believe that he did it, but do you believe I don't that know. that was delicious? That sounds. I don't know. I feel like I, I'm almost tempted to try. I don't think I will. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it also talks to how easy the recipe is because yeah. I just did it again from memory yeah. and I didn't even actually have to look at the recipe right, right. the second time I was just like Bleh, and it was just the easiest recipe I just threw right. cheese in there you're not like oh what do I do with the Mountain Dew again oh yeah right, exactly <laughs> dump it on there <laughs> what um, does that mean you made you made two full batches of this yeah. stuff oh my god how much of it did you eat did your husband get into this thing? He did. Yeah. He's into yeah, it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Michael loved it. So we we froze half of it. Oh my God. And he was like, oh, just put some of it in the refrigerator and like maybe we'll eat it later. And it was all gone in like a day. Yeah. <laughs> Holy so shit. Damn, that's amazing. <laughs> He's from Central Pennsylvania, so it definitely like aligns with his like heritage. His palate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm so glad you're finally getting into my culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rachel, let's hear from your camp. Well, I also made two versions of this recipe. What? <laughs> to be honest, Chris, I didn't put cheese in. Um, but the thing is, I just Shock. I hate Mountain Dew. Oh, I just think Mountain Dew is the most disgusting drink. Like yeah. I can't think of a worse soda. Like I know it's not like flavor wise, like that different from you know like a Sprite or a a Squirt kind Surge. of thing. Surge, but I feel like the color makes it makes me want to vomit. Like, I just don't like looking at it. I think it's it, a bit urinary. It's very urinary. And I think <laughs> I just, it just made me, I just hearing Mountain Dew made me so upset. Like I just didn't want to use it at all. Um, I got one bottle from the corner store. Cause I was like, I'm not going to buy like a six pack of cans. There's no way I'm not going to drink it. But I also got some ginger beer. Because I thought, like, oh, ginger and apples, like, that sounds really good, actually. That sounds so good. And that sounds like something that I want to eat over, like, the urinary Mountain Dew. So I did a tray minus, like, maybe, like, four wedges of (laughs) um, ginger beer topped stuff. And then, like, a smaller little casserole dish for the Mountain Dew. Because I was like, yeah, I do want to know. Like, John, I was right. like, why is this Mountain Dew? It seems like there's no reason for it to be Mountain Dew. It could be probably anything. I don't know what's going on here. I just want to see, like, what's what's happening. And maybe, like, the answer will be the Mountain Dew one is, like, so amazing. Because there's she's discovered some kind of synergy between Mountain Dew and apples. <laughs> and it's going to be so cool and so good. And I was willing... I was like, I was open-minded. I was willing to have my mind changed about Mountain Dew. I guess Mountain Dew is, is to me what apples is to John. Maybe I, I hate it more though, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did, I think I did everything. I mean, you know, just according to the pictures. Although even with all the pictures, I, I sort of spaced out in a few places and like I just threw the sugar and butter all together. It kind of got a little bit more melty than hers, I think, like less chunky. And yeah, I poured the Mountain Dew in. I think I didn't put enough because, again, I was scared. <laughs> I should have put more. But yeah, I was pouring it in. I was like, oh, this looks like a toilet bowl to me. <laughs> this just looks like a toilet bowl with like some so sad. some turds in it. And like, you know, like a, a really like... Like after you've had some vitamins and you go pee, like oh. it looked like that to me. I was like, oh, holy god! It's a vitamin B twelve yeah, situation. Yeah, it was like a B twelve yeah. situation. I was like, okay, open mind, open mind. 
I put them both in. They came out again. Like, I mean, like John, it was, I thought they looked amazing and beautiful right. and they were round around the edges and everything seemed to have melded really well. Yeah, I found them both really delicious. It <laughs> reminded me of like McDonald's apple pies, which mm, I yeah. have a real soft spot for. And in terms of the difference, I think I just, it was like a sort of error in my scientific method, but like I should have put more Mountain Dew into the into the Mountain Dew uh, toilet bowl because, <laughs> you know, because the other one was just so like, <clears throat> like luscious and like, you know, wet and the, yeah, mountain- the, goo, the goo was really yeah, important. Yeah, the goo was really good. And then the for goo the- was like a, like a sauce for the ice yeah. cream. Yeah, and then yeah. for my other one, it was kind of just like really dry, like a little. I mean, not really dry, but just like drier crescents with like the apples more intact. I think because I didn't put enough liquid in it. So, mm. yeah, but it was delicious. I ate it with um, vanilla ice cream, mm-hmm. and then I really suffered last night mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I didn't take any lactate. <laughs> but it's so I love good. the suggestion of like, oh, you should have sour cream instead if you want to like have like yeah, to low keep calorie. Healthy. Yeah. You're like, okay. Oh like, my God. No, so Rachel's you. was from dust to dust, from toilet bowl to toilet bowl. That was yes. your experience yeah. of this one. It was very, yeah, Garden of Eden. I, we're definitely thrown out of heaven for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much knowledge from the, the tree of knowledge. <laughs> Not enough Mountain Dew, too much knowledge. I, um, this is like, I, don't, I guess it, what I was confused about, like, you know, I'm not super pioneer woman fluent, but I was like, is the pioneer woman just like actually secretly just like stoner food? Is that like her vibe? It's yes. just like this, this is like the stoniest shit in the entire world. So I prepared accordingly before I made this dish. And as I was making it, I was like, my biggest fear was like, Oh no, I'm gonna like like this a lot. <laughs> like I'm just gonna love yeah. this way too much. And it's gonna just like be real off brand for me and it's gonna kill me. I like I said, I used these like pink pearl apples, which were like oh. if you ever had them, they're like yeah. they're amazing. They're kind of like greenish skin with like little mottled red on them, but like you you slice into them and they're just kind of like it's like somebody has injected like pink dye into them and like they're like tie-dyed pink flesh inside like interspersed with like white flesh if you like bite into it it looks like you bit into an apple wearing like red lipstick and like half of the apple is like different colored um so i was excited like to to use those my my mother-in-law grew them like i said they're like very tart i think like a granny smith like we haven't even talked about this but like definitely I believe fully in like the baking versus eating apples thing or like the apples that like make sense to cook with versus the ones that don't. And like, I think that, you know, you want one with more acidity and and, like for this one where you're going to like bake them to shit, it doesn't matter. Like an apple pie probably matters more, but like other apples, you know, you try to bake a Fuji apple, for instance, I think is like probably the worst thing you can try to, to cook. So I use these pink pearl ones. I was high as a kite. I, uh, <laughs> it's like edibles, pre-roll, what? A little bit of both, to be honest cool. with you. And she says, like, core the apples, peel and core the apples. I don't have a, a apple corer. I've never used an no. apple corer. Who does? So, like, but in my, you know, altered state, I was like, she said, core these. So, like, let me, let me slice these and then I'll cut the core out. And I'm like, I cut the apples in half and then into quarters. Then I was like standing them up and cutting the quarters. I did that. But I was like, I've never cut an apple like this in my life. Like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know how to, like, this I was stone sober and I had a really hard time making the right amount of apple (laughs) slices because I needed 16 to match the number of wraps. (laughs) Right. And it really, it really stressed me out. I thought that was so elegant, you know, just the perfect number of crescents to slices. I I actually agree. When I was like, because I, I, I was like, how many apple slices do I need? And I looked at the crescent roll container. It said like eight crescent rolls. And I was like, oh, I need eight. Did he? I, I actually loved like learning how to unwrap the rolls. Because yeah. it you felt find I the was, right uh, when I first like encountered yeah. Yeah, the seam, I, I was like, how, am I going to break this? And it just was like, yeah, I was like, was really I, great I, tore, like- <laughs> I tore a couple of them on accident. And I was like, oh yeah, no. And then I was like, oh wait, who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to go to the factory. I want to see if they make a, a wide sheet that they cut mm. or mm. a narrow sheet that's also cut. So, oh, that then they like perforate, you know. I think Priya needs to do an investigative piece on that. Let's go on a recipe <laughs> club field trip. Yeah. To the oh my God, I would love that. I'm pretty sure it'd be a pretty depressing thing to see. Depressant roll. 
I, depressing the, role. <laughs> oh. The uh, the instruction. This is very straightforward. Like John said, like you you make this once, you're like, I'll you'll never forget how to make this. It's thing. like making a sandwich. It's yeah. like yeah, it's how to make a sandwich. The one step that I was I thought was absolutely hilarious was buttering your baking sheet before putting these crescent rolls in. Because I'm like, I did not think that was necessary. No, I'm I didn't gonna, either. But I did it. Butter I this. did it. I did it too. But I was like, I'm gonna butter this baking sheet that I'm gonna du- then dump yeah. two sticks of butter on top of. Like, this does anyone else have like really um, like early pandemic trauma where they like have like baking things that they do? Because for me, I thought that we could never get anything again, so I saved all of my butter wrappers <gasps> in the freezer. Oh my god! As like. The, pan yeah. liners so Whoa. this was the first time since like march of 2020 that i was able to bust out my like carry gold <laughs> like frozen wrappers wow. and then i was like oh cool i can bust this out i can like wrap grease. line the sheet with yeah. this grease yeah thank you and then i realized i also have the wrapper from the butter that i just that you just used <laughs> I'm gonna save that yeah. for two years. Yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> no, that's god, how you I keep them fresh so in your freezer. You got to use the. It's like it's like you know, I have it's so a many professional. It's like a it's, it's a, like a filing system. It's a yeah. restaurant walk-in, John. Yeah. You use the use first, and exactly. then you put the new. You one got to FIFO it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if yeah. it's three years, you got to yes, FIFO. Yes, yes. Uh, that's amazing. So you saved all your butter wrappers for this express purpose of like future. But I, I net, I netted, I lost zero because I put the new ones from last yeah. week into this so like that's the only way we're going to be able to keep baking after the apocalypse is to like continually we're gonna we're gonna know that john has all the butter wrappers yeah. we'll find come you come to my house yeah <laughs> just the mob it'll of be people. so popular it'll be like just currency the carry gold like from the wrapper like, yeah it'll be the, our new money like there's carry gold wrappers and there are tampons or whatever and those are our new currency tampons and carry gold wrappers. i also have tortillas that i have i literally bought from like web like a, a I mean, that's basically just gold store. bullion. Then you just yeah, got like, exactly. that's that's like that have been in there since like 2020. Yeah. The value butter of tortillas. The, yeah, the value of the butter wrappers is tied directly to tortilla value. So it's, yeah. I don't I don't understand economics. It's an arbitrage way. with uh, tortillas <laughs> and butter. Uh, I think that the crust that developed on it's like so when you pour this like sugar butter sludge on top of every single crescent roll. That's First so of all, good. you look at it and you're like, you you are just like, what is going to happen here? This is insane. Like, I've drowned these lumps of dough in this sludge. But I think that that crust that forms after baking on top is like, what is that stuff? Like crackling, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like they yeah. put on top of certain pastries. Like it's, it was awesome. It was mm-hmm. like so crunchy and just like. Was that due to the Mountain Dew? I think that's just no, the sugar and butter. butter. That's sugar yeah. and butter on top. Because it's almost like streusel or something, right? It's yeah. like, right. yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I like, I put the Mountain Dew in there and I was just like, I did not understand the function. I guess like to your point, Rachel, like you did it with less Mountain Dew. It didn't work as well. Did you notice Mountain Dew versus ginger ale f- flavor difference? Yeah. Well, it tasted like a little, I, I don't know if I was, maybe I should have done it blind, but it did taste to me like more like industrial <laughs> like you know Pillsbury is already industrial like that is actually like my biggest beef with like the pioneer woman is like how much she she's like you know her husband is a rancher she's very much into like industrial farming and agriculture and like I don't love you know Mm -hmm. high fructose corn syrup Mm -hmm. just putting Mm -hmm. it out there you know like I don't think we should be subsidizing those things so I I just like felt like I could feel that industrial tang of the Mountain Dew and there was just a pure the sodium benzoate in there yeah Yeah. and the yellow five that was just your ethics like vaporizing out of your mouth as you were eating you should have had Brian on this episode to make his own yeah, crescent roll, yeah. sourdough, and then he the would hell. like perforate it for a yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make his own perforated, brew his own Mountain Dew, put it into brood? a tube. I hope <laughs> so that we can have a delightful pop. <laughs> uh, this may have just been my mental state at the time I was eating it, but I couldn't taste anything but like sugar and yeah. uh, and yeah. butter with like a yeah. soupçon of apple. <laughs> there, yeah. like yeah. I actually think I would have liked this with more apple somehow like if you could have somehow made more apple or just like put apples and then you know what you probably could have actually done is just taken the sheet and rather than like actually wrapping these apples just like 
plopped it on top of like a bunch Whoa. of apples and just baked it that what way. What if you did Martinelli's instead? Oh, of Martinelli's. Double down I was going to say, apple. yeah, that sounds really good. And I was thinking like, oh, maybe you could mix in like apple butter into the butter yeah. sugar mixture. You should up like, the apple. Or like a layer on the bottom of yeah. like apple. Like, yeah. 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 Some goo. A little more apple slime <laughs> yeah. the, at the base would have strengthened this. I also think it's it's supposed to be an over the top stony thing, but like right. you still don't need a cup and a half of sugar, especially when you're pouring Mountain Dew into this thing, and you actually didn't need full t- two full sticks of butter. I don't think like you need enough to like sludge the top of all of these. But mine puffed up a bunch. They filled the whole like nine by thirteen tray, and there was still like a, a lake of buttery Mountain Dew underneath it. So like I think you could have. Reduce some of that, like a squeeze of lemon in there, a little salt in there. Probably oh, like, yeah. Would have helped it a little bit more. But I mean. Sounds like you should have made two, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what about like other, other soft drinks? Like, are we talking about Hawaiian Punch? Are we talking about oh, like Coca Cola? Would that be good? I think Coke could be good. I feel I, like honestly, just. Yeah. Like, yeah, I wonder what it is. Like, I feel like there need to be a bunch of experiments. There needs to be like, what if you just put plain water? To right. hydrate yeah. it. It's like, a control what would that be? Yeah. Is it the control? <laughs> oh my God. It's like it's like feeding the Coke to a plant or whatever. We have to try the Coke. We have to try like you know what's weird is like milk. I, we like <laughs> Ooh, milk would actually be good. Of all these possible options, the one that actually gave me a visceral reaction of like that sounds gross is water. It's really upsetting. Yeah. Water is precious. Apple juice or or Martinelli's, man. I think that would be a genius. I think Martinelli's would be amazing. Yeah. Tonic water. Like, what are we talking about? Add some some Martinelli's to it. And I thought the ginger was good, actually. Like, it wasn't like so forward, like, because it was just butter and sugar, basically. Like, that was all I could really taste. But, like, I would go for more like ginger and more cinnamon, even. Like, I didn't put that much cinnamon on. And I thought, like, that's kind of what I like about like apple desserts is like the vehicle for cinnamon, the cinnamon flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love also when I was like, melt the butter, add the sugar and cinnamon to taste. <laughs> like, oh yes. I love that too. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to put some cinnamon and then to eat this butter and then be like, yeah. that needs a little more cinnamon. I'll taste <laughs> this butter sugar. It's a really unhelpful measurement. I it's, think we should stop saying to taste. To taste makes no, I mean, unless well, it's literally salt. like seasoned to taste with salt, like great. I'll season the soup to taste. But like season with cinnamon to taste, season butter with cinnamon to taste. It should say like, insane. don't go crazy. It should just say one to two tablespoons. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that we're coming up with useful, useful tips here, guys. <laughs> so for me, I know you guys each made two. I could have experimented <laughs> with a second one. Like food like this, like scares me. <laughs> like I can't, yeah. I, like I can't eat. Like I, I feel with each bite, like. It's like minus five over yeah. your head. You right. know, like hit points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's minus yeah. five hit points. <laughs> just like my body shakes and like a little heart appears over my head. I well, lose you know, it's like that points. hot dog thing, right? Like every hot dog you eat is whatever, 12 minutes off your life. Is it 12? It's kind of worth it. Yeah, totally worth it though. It depends. I mean, it depends. <laughs> define living, right? You know, yeah, like... define living. Depi- yeah. Right, right, Rachel, were you saying it depends on the hot dog or depends on the life you're living? <laughs> I mean, both. Absolutely. But yeah, I would rather have like... I mean, some hot dogs are kind of sad. Okay, that's a different Some episode. lives are also kind of yeah. sad, Rachel. So let's just keep eating your hot dogs. Uh, no, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, I, 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 it's, what are you going to, what are you going to be like, this was gross? Like, it's not, there's no way to define this as gross. It's like crunchy, yeah, sugary, buttery, sweet, whatever you put on ice cream. Uh, you know, you can't eat this. I don't know if you guys will ever make this again, right? Like, I actually would love to make this in like a in a setting where like I have friends over mm-hmm. and we're all like hanging out and like we're like drinking and like smoking weed or whatever. I and wish we had some dessert. Yeah, and oh, then, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like out. watching. Yeah. and then I'm just like, hey guys, like look what I got because it's kind of a pantry yeah. item because you can keep the dough in the refrigerator for indefinitely and like apples last for a while and Mountain Dew is forever. So <laughs> Mountain Dew is forever. And then you just bust it out and people are like, what is this? And you're like, try it. And I can't then, tell you. <laughs> it's a party trick. This dish is yeah. a party trick. It's a party trick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect party trick. Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you to sell this to the to the listenership as the one to make, but like, you got anything? To, I think that this dish is a party trick does the job. You got Sells any other? Itself. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Honestly, I want to I want to hear like other people. I like Dr Pepper, cream soda. Yeah, we need all the experiments. Pellegrino. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like LaCroix. Is there like a, is it, does the carbonation have anything effect on any of it? No. What? No, I don't think so. I mean, maybe somebody would be like, oh, the acidity is activating the baking agents in the dough. Just like, no. Why are you repulsed by water then, Chris? I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's a little know. uncanny. I will give you that. It feels weird. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, it feels weird. Yeah. Because it's more like the toilet bowl. It's yeah. just wrong. It's, it's a toilet bowl. <laughs> All right. And also cheese. Give me give me cheese. Like cheddar. I, I did polio mozzarella string cheese. Oh my in goodness. There. But like I, Michael said that cheddar would be better. Well, wow. cheddar and apples people think is good. Parmesan on top, you know, a little pecorino. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Telegio. Let's go. Just some yeah. Roquefort blue. Yeah. <laughs> some papillon. I want more crispiness. Like I feel like I only got I got a lot on the sides, but like if there were a way to like maximize, uh, mine was like deeply crispy on top, but like Maybe I had I like fucked up somehow. Yeah, just like my was your butter and sugar. Mine was like barely incorporated. I was basically just spooning like wet sand sugar on top of. No, every I know. I think that was my problem. Yeah, 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 I melted it too much, and so that was what happened. So I had a lot of sauces. Yeah, a lot of sauces. But, not <laughs> but the, doesn't it all kind of like even out? Like when you're in the in the oven at four hundred degrees for forty minutes, like. This is all even out when you're dead from eating this. <laughs> yeah. The beautiful crust. Exactly. How many minutes off are our lives? <laughs> but it's worth, I feel like that, like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make this it. again. I think, yeah, a party trick, definitely. But like that, that, that sort of, that one specific part where it's like the apple goo meets the dough. Yeah. And then the like, and like the infused apple dough. Yeah. And if yeah. you have that in the same bite as like the crispy outside. There's it's a really so good. good bite to be had within yeah. this, this a good bite. Yeah. within this toilet bowl apple dumpling recipe. There's there's a great bite yeah. to be found. Okay, well I think people I you know what like people are going to make this because people are stoners and people love party tricks. So, John, I think this is going to be in contention for the most made. <laughs> I'm just I'm just predicting that people will make this thing because like everybody's got this stuff or access to this stuff. Uh, we are taking a brief break next week, but then we come back with both. David Chang and Brian Ford, and we'll be making oxtails. And then we will post the recipe for this one in the Discord and in the descriptions of this podcast and on the Recipe Club TV feed where you can watch the video. I'm desperate to see John's cheesy toilet bowl <laughs> apple. That's a lot of coverage. <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah. So like please like check out the videos because like yeah. man, the the, the, the visual <laughs> changes everything. You know, we're not making it sound that great, but when I you got see slow-mo the- of like the bubbles coming out. <laughs> oh, oh my Jesus Christ, don't Stanley watch Cooper over here. Uh John, the next time you're on will be your last season two ingredient. And that's oh, gonna wow. be yeah. where we're, we're gonna be cooking with spirits. Yeah. Uh any that's again, just to clarify, we're talking about Food dishes that involve alcohol. So your yeah. your whiskey glazed salmons and your tequila soaked chickens. Uh, wow, Chris, that's good actually. You got you got any? I'm a food guy, Rachel. You got any uh, special specific requests? <laughs> well, I I don't know. I feel like I was I I came of age in my bartending career at the time when people were making like solid cocktails and I thought that was so cool until I went to the bars that were making them and I had them and they like weren't jello shots? like kind of basically more or less <laughs> yeah so that's what you were like oh this is so cool you're going to have like a solid gin and tonic and it's like a, a cube of jello <laughs> um, so I'm really disillusioned by like the idea of like taking a drink or a spirit and making it edible just for the sake of that transition so I want people to give like either like foods that would incorporate spirits in a way that you wouldn't expect or like a really elaborate fruitcake recipe. I would oh. love that. Like I want a fruitcake recipe with like seven different spirits, like from like 1872, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's what I'm looking for. Just I want that blow, for you let's too. Let's blow out this recipe club yeah, budget or like for people who use, or <laughs> Let's get some... <laughs> Yeah, hundred year old. Like, I want like a Louis thirteen lasagna. <laughs> yeah, like <that's- laughs> or like people that use like spirits in a way that uses the alcohol as like a different um, phase change for for food, like deglazing. Or like, <gasps> mm-hmm. they use the physical properties of, of spirits to create like cool stuff. What about alcohol in this dish? Oh, <laughs> apple Honestly, dumplings. 
With whiskey? With whiskey. Yeah. With margarita sangria, the How ultimate crossover episode. How many episode? times are you going to eat this thing, you guys? Like, I'm like sweating I'm literally about this every food. day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what what the listeners come back with. Any phase changes or or crossover <laughs> events, universes colliding. Uh, this was the last permutation, but I think it was well worth the wait. The the John and the Rachel permutation was a this is it was yeah. a thing of wonder. Rachel, I read Goodbye Vitamin in a very specific setting, and I, I, my memory of the book is like very vivid. So, oh, thank you. I'm so glad that my I book thought it was is, so good. Yeah, that you you prefer it to apples. In your memory. Yeah. <laughs> Significantly. Yeah. <laughs>